0: On this week's episode of Polk and Cush, the Pelicans are alive and they are flying high. The Saints, meanwhile, are going to save a little bit of money because their old ass quarterback don't want no cash. We've got overrated, we've got underrated, and we've got cryptocurrency and criminals. We've got guys getting chicken via gunpoint. Stick around, Polk and Cush, right now. you get shot. The truth is getting Kush. Kush. to the and Kush podcast. Kush. Welcome pulk everyone pulk. to Poke and kush it's february 10th 2021 and what a goddamn difference a week makes doesn't it everybody <laughs>
1: wow these pelicans are making us look like fools out here oh
0: my goodness scott kushner here with you of course alongside andrew polk this as always is, this is Polk and kush and uh hey it's gonna be a lot different show this week isn't it I think it might be. It's going to be positive. It's going to
1: be, you know, last week we were like, the Saints, they can't hurt us anymore. Yeah. Now it feels like the Pels can't hurt us anymore. we unbelievable we're kids in it. We're kids in a candy store, and I think it's going to be a good week. How was your week, Kush? It was
0: beautiful. It was a beautiful week. Everything's been great. Uh, you know, outside of the fact that there's no Mardi Gras to look forward to this week, which is a little strange. Uh, other than that, it's been lovely, and, you know, I'm very excited to get these hats out and... Uh, into the into the hands of the polk and kush maniacs into the heads of the polk and kush maniacs the polkaholics the kush maniacs that's right
1: covering bald spots across the crescent city <laughs> that's that's why i went with hats this time <laughs> <laughs> next time it's going to be polk and kush girdles yeah. after <laughs> that maybe like a uh, couple
0: corsets why not yeah uh, what the, can you do to cover neck fat
1: that's uh, that's the next step the hats the they're almost done actually but they're going to be going out the week of the 15th you're gonna be you're gonna be in your car for a week driving <laughs> these things around the Greater Metairie area yeah. to all of our fans. Yeah,
0: the seven triple O whatever.
1: <laughs> That's where I'll be headed. You just need to set up shop at the El Paso next to the Walmart grocery pickup <laughs> and go. Look, Polk fans. Cush fans. Just come on over. Just You're in the area.
0: Yeah, I could just hawk them on the street, you know, like the guy who sells roses next to the interstate, you know, I could just <laughs> be like that. Yeah, guy. Of course, you'll <laughs> be next to
1: me out there selling actual oranges.
0: It's <laughs> all naval oranges. It's fine.
1: It's a good. It's- the hats are done. We sold a thousand of them. You're going to see them <laughs> everywhere. And we're going to keep doing it like this. We're doing the pre sale So if you didn't get in you missed out.
0: Yeah. You know what that means? You have to take it seriously next time. Yeah. Now, hopefully we'll do another shipment at some point or another design or whatever it might be. Uh, but the merch has moved uh, way better than I anticipated. So I'm glad. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who ordered. Uh, to those of you who did not, hopefully we catch you next time. Uh, and, you know, it's been pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to see a couple folks wearing their Poking and Kush lid uh, around the Big Easy.
1: Yeah. If we see it out, uh, you know, it's going to be like the new MAGA hat. You're going to see somebody,
0: you're going to see somebody wearing it and you're going to go, "I know exactly who that is." Mm-hmm. You'll be able to ascribe so many personality traits just by the hat that they're wearing and they'll all be like, "This guy's a douchebag and I'm a douchebag. Let's so be I douche gotta bag talk together. to this guy. I got
1: to yes. talk to this douchebag." <laughs>
0: Or you go, I'm staying away from this douchebag. Yeah, exactly. That uh, episode of Curb is still, like, the best one ever. <laughs> I'm like, everyone will just leave me alone if I'm wearing this hat.
1: The Kush hat, more than just a lid, it's also a social beacon. <laughs> yes. Or... <laughs> or a, a, a deterrent
0: yeah, exactly however you however you feel like you need to use it
1: uh speaking of social deterrence i am doing a live show this friday in lafayette downtown lafayette at the worst beer garden that's the name of it i didn't name it that <laughs> but it's w-u-r-s-t they have hot dogs or some shit i don't know uh but it's lafayette comedy.com you can go on there and buy tickets now the last every show they've done is sold out that's not hyperbolic every show that they do sells out this one is going to be no different it's called stoned versus drunk versus sober the comedians are on a team of one of the three vices, nice. and then uh, they compete in an inebriated or sober state, and at the end, somebody is crowned the champion.
0: Have you been designated to a particular team yet? I
1: demanded Team Sober because I have not been performing that much, <laughs> and I'm not going to <laughs> handicap myself further, but I am going to win. You're
0: going to end up on Team Drunk. I'm pretty confident in that. The,
1: well, the, at the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, But this is WCW Nitro. I will win. (laughs) And if I don't, I'm going to give up my spot on the podcast to (laughs) Daniel Sallerson. Well, the show is going to be
0: a whole hell of a lot different. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Mr. Sallerson and his Pelicans. uh, Hey, what is there to say that's negative at this point? Honestly, Um, I was looking to you for that. It's incredible. We railed against this team for good reason. You know, I don't regret anything that was said. No. They uh, sucked uh, for two and a half weeks or however long that was. The road trip was miserable. Everything looked bad. The trade rumors started up. This wasn't just our imagination or even us overacting. This is how they were playing. They were on the verge of blowing this thing up. Now the Pelicans have not only won four straight, they've won six of eight. Uh, I believe they are now a game back of the number eight spot. They were in 14th uh, the last time we recorded. It is unbelievable how much they've grown and how well they are playing. Uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it, quite honestly.
1: I think it's because they listen to the podcast. Yes, They well, heard our one. criticism and they're <laughs> like, we, we got to prove it to these two balding fucks <laughs> in, in the Bud Light Lime studio. <laughs> <laughs> have to show them what we're made of and the fact is uh, no the Pelicans have done quite good it would be hard to complain at this point point. and uh, you know the last two shows two or three shows swirled around blowing yeah. the team up trade rumors those uh, those murmurs those those
0: not even murmurs those yells from yeah. us have uh, have quieted I would say yes and that was what my column was about today uh, none of you read it so that's fine uh, the on Drudge Report yeah. <laughs> the only part of this that's still weird is that these trades are still out there like it's yeah. it's quiet but there is the idea like if Lonzo Ball got traded next week I don't think any of us would be shocked if J.J. Reddick got traded I don't think we'd even be remotely surprised at this point it's very uh, it's an odd position to be in where they are playing so well and you do see these huge strides they've taken which then lets you say like oh this is like a very legitimate playoff team you know if they continue to play like this But at the same time, if they were to blow it up, you'd still be like, hey, I get it. So it's a really weird spot. Like if they had started off well and played, you know, well, all season, you wouldn't get it. But because of the way this has happened, you would understand it. But you could also see why they'd be patient. Well, I
1: think, uh, you know, you asked me last week who would be the number one guy that I would pick Mm -hmm. to get rid of Mm -hmm. Bledsoe. That has not changed. Um, JJ may have uh, usurped Lonzo as number two. At this point, the way the team is going, I might raise a little bit of an eyebrow at Alonzo trade just because I am going to give some leeway to this team considering how young he is how many bursts we've seen. The criticism with Lonzo is not his three-point shooting. It is, it is solely his streakiness. It is yeah. solely the fact that he has been a corpse out there. It is solely <laughs> the fact that his shooting is one way or the other.
0: And uh, consistency from Lonzo means wins for this team. He just seems to be playing with a different gear, whether or not it's because he's controlling the ball more often because he's bringing it up. Uh, or whether he's just got a hot hand. Which he does. I think he's shooting 60-something percent from three. Which is unsustainable. Uh, but I think that's like the you know, last four or five games. He's just really shot the hell out of the ball. I think that provides a lot of confidence. He's good defensively. When he scores 15 plus points. I, I want to say there's something like 7-1 and one or 8-1. and one. It's a crazy number. With the only loss being that Indiana meltdown. Which they played really well. They just blew it. Uh, otherwise, when he scores, they're good. It's like a really simple formula. And against Houston, uh, we're recording this right after the the game Tuesday night. I mean, he didn't even have to do that much. They just beat the shit out of the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. he barely played in the fourth quarter. He barely had to play. And he, I mean, he scored 15 points, and he played fine. But it's like, they didn't need anyone in particular to play that great. Josh Hart played great. But, like, they have enough guys now. Zion in foul trouble. Lonzo's kind of, you know, a, an okay night. Like... There's not just one guy that has to play well for them to win, and that is a massive change uh, from where this team was.
1: Yeah, and a lot of that comes from, um, you know, I wouldn't say uh, coaches' rotations have been consistent, Mm -mm. but they have certainly been better. Yes. Um, We can all agree that (laughs) Willie Hernan Gomez is playing a lot better basketball. He is a more stable player and uh, just having a competent player in there is a life changer for this team. <laughs> and, you know, we've been texting each other over the games, and and the, the stuff we were saying was quite simple. I was like, wow, I'd, I've never seen Jackson Hayes make a bounce pass at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. I would never see Jackson Hayes just stand there while Boogie misses a shot. Jackson Hayes would have karate chopped him in the <laughs> neck, gotten a foul. Like, just the fact that, This Hernan Gomez fellow is playing competently and has the fundamentals of a sixth grader Mm -hmm. is is night and day for this team.
0: Yeah. So if if you were to say what's the bad news of this team, it's that Nikhil Alexander Walker still doesn't look that good. And Jackson Hayes isn't even playing. Uh, That's a problem when you consider those are kind of the nucleus, you know, the part of the nucleus. They're the electrons surrounding the
1: nucleus. Did I go too deep? I didn't. I was homeschooled. Yeah, that's a valid point. Knew. Yes.
0: So when Jesus made there the Adams,
1: <laughs> When Jesus hid the dinosaur bones
0: in the earth. Uh, and so they're kind of, you know, like on the periphery, they were drafted early first round pick, whatever. The fact he can't play at all is definitely a missed opportunity, a problem, Uh, and the fact that a literal replacement-level player, Willie Hernan Gomez, is never going to make more than the minimum in the NBA. He's replacement-level, and that's good enough right now. Like That's all you really need in that spot when Steven Adams is on the bench, when Zion's on the bench, uh, somebody to come in, actually rerun the ball, actually look to pass, like He's just doing enough and then yeah. it, it's turned those minutes from being monster negatives into being neutrals and that on its own is such a huge boost for this
1: team from where they were. Well, you're saying like uh you know he's never going to be above the minimum and he's just you know another face in the crowd, but were we saying this about Christian Wood a couple of years ago? Yeah,
0: I mean Christian Wood was a different story because Christian Wood was like putting up tons of numbers. He was just a douchebag, <laughs> and, like as a, a reason he had gotten cut in Milwaukee and didn't make it in Detroit. Like he was just a douchebag. He was bag. not putting up huge numbers in New Orleans. He put up, but he played very late in the year and was yeah. scoring a lot on a very bad team. This is a different story where it's like Willie Hernan Gomez is literally just doing. The minimum expectation and everyone's like, oh, my God, can you believe yeah. a backup big wow. can pass the ball? <laughs> can you believe he can stand there with his arms up and not get called for a foul? It's absolutely incredible. The bar's very low, but it really has, you know, it's helped build this thing. And the, the fact is they've beaten good teams like beat Milwaukee. They beat uh, Phoenix, which I mean, I was stunned that the night that, that happened, uh, they beat Indiana. They've beaten some pretty good teams out there and you're like this might be real I'm not saying they're gonna be like a good team and that they're like definitely gonna make the playoffs but they're certainly in the hunt there's no way you can say now nah, this team does not belong together and does not belong in the hunt they they are in the hunt and um, one thing that we've mentioned a few times
1: is just the level of fun watching this team and how yeah. it was non-existent yeah I've found myself over the last four or five games, actually yelling at the TV and cheering and raising my hands. And uh, uh, that's different because, yes, the Pelicans have won games this season. I haven't really given a fuck (laughs) during any of the games they've won because they've been so brutal. I've been so stressed out. But the last four, five, six games, win or lose, I have felt invested, Mm -hmm. which is something I have not felt with this team before. And that has to do with energy, and that has to do with good decisions being made by the coaching staff, with the rotations, and just the playmaking.
0: Yeah, someone on Twitter was like, "You, your comments are a lot less salty now or whatever about the team. And this was when they were blowing that Indiana game. I was like, it doesn't even matter. Like, they're playing hard. Like, they're playing with chemistry. Like, they're playing a respectable brand of basketball. Right. Whereas, for a long period of time there, uh, even beating Washington that game, that was just a complete shit fest. Uh, that wasn't fun to watch. No. You know, like... They have now gotten to the point where I feel like they've harnessed something. They're, I think, the best offense in the NBA the last uh, two weeks. It is beyond comprehension how this happened. It seemed like it happened overnight. It was literally like we aired the podcast or we recorded the podcast. 24 hours later, they beat Phoenix and they have not looked back. And they've been great. I
1: think the uh, God just likes making us look the fool. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, if it's going to make know. this season interesting, take it. We got to start gambling opposite of what we say on the podcast.
0: I know, I know. They're, they're just turning them into a buzzsaw all of a sudden. Uh, I, I really, just absolutely never saw that coming. Uh, I do the the one area that you I think is the most like encouraging from a. Uh, A little under the radar standpoint is Kyra Lewis is really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and he was very fun to
0: watch tonight. Um, Obviously,
1: his speed is his greatest asset, but he was making
0: some plays tonight. Yeah, Um, he's like when he's on the floor, you're glued like he is a captivating type of player. He's more captivating than Zion. Zion's a lot more effective, but he's a captivating player to see on the floor. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, what does that mean?
0: It exactly? means that he's always attacking. Zion is kind of this bowling ball who you sort of know what you're getting at this point. Kyra Lewis is like a total enigma, but you know he's always going like 100 miles an hour at the basket. I mean, you might know what you're getting with Zion, but I still consider it captivating.
1: I, you know, I watched Mike Tyson fight a 68-year-old <laughs> man last week because
0: he's captivating, but I knew what he was what <laughs> What he was capable of. Jose Canseco made a million dollars to take a dive in five seconds. So, you know, also captivating. There is something to say for that. I I, suppose. I
1: I, I, You know, maybe the word is exciting, energetic, new, surprising. All the words I use with my relationships,
0: you know, (laughs)
1: young, fast, exciting, (laughs) I don't know where it's going. I should have just stayed with the big
0: strong lady. <laughs> I'm smoldering an entire fire of my own sadness. Uh, yeah, they're they're just like there's a lot of interesting pieces. They're kind of coming together. Uh, is this a championship team? Absolutely not. Like we're not anywhere close to that point of talking about that kind of stuff. But we are. I think no one's raising that question. No. And I, but I think we're also past the point of saying like they're the worst team in the NBA. They have no hope and no chance. Like, they've they've found something. Now, they could go on another two-week losing streak where everything falls apart. It is very impossible to happen. Absolutely. But even then, you've seen a gear that even during a 4-2 and two start, you never saw this gear. They were getting very fortunate by a lot of teams missing a lot of shots in those games. This is not that. They are actually playing very well and playing cohesively and going and beating good teams and not just kind of you know, letting it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a difference from it being like a a Washington game or Mm -hmm. even just like the Indiana game. Those Those are like, oh, you get to see that this is a capable team and the talent is there. What we're seeing now is a consistent streak, and it's showing us something. It's showing us an actual glimmer for the future. It's showing that there is a system in which this can work, which we had not seen before. So I... I uh, stand behind every horrible thing we've said. (laughs) Uh, It's just that now we're seeing the process and it's easier to accept and have a little faith in. And I I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a reasonable Pelican
0: fan that would disagree with that. Yeah, I I think that there was a lot of people on the ledge and, and really everybody saw the problems that weren't, they weren't just an individual game or a really like a small sample size. It had happened over a long enough period of time that the freakout was reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was some panic inside the organization for sure. Those trader rumors don't come out of nowhere. Right. They are. Uh, Those
1: were planted
0: in the media by Griff. Exactly. If not necessarily Griff by someone <laughs> and because Griff was talking, you know, it's like it is part and parcel. And Stan Van Gundy admitted that he's like, look, if we had been winning the whole time, nobody's talking about this. Of he's course. like, this is just part of the deal. He's like, I get what's happening. I think Stan Van Gundy is probably taking eleven to twelve fewer pills a day right now than he was. <laughs> I thought he was just gonna lose his mind for the the those couple weeks there, the three week stretch where they couldn't do anything right and they weren't defending and they weren't trying. Uh and now he just seems like this, you know, a buoyant, uh, jubilant guy. And Man. he's a he is let's just call him what he is. He's a good basketball coach. He's not a great basketball coach, and he's not a shitty basketball coach. He's a good basketball coach, which is a massive step up uh, from Alvin, frankly, where he was, where Alvin was kind Still of taking shots at Alvin. Well, I'm My just saying, God. like, Al, what Alvin was was a coach <laughs> who was allowing a team to play. He was Alvin was kind of giving space for guys to go. He wasn't necessarily good or bad or he really anywhere in between. He was kind of hands off. Yeah. Stan Alvin is. Alvin was running a cruise ship. <laughs> yes. These guys could show up yeah. and
1: party and then yeah. go to
0: the buffet. If Alvin had a good team in New Orleans, like he did with Rondo and AD and, and when all those guys were there, like he's great having a good team. He can maximize a good team because he allows them the freedom to do it. He couldn't have turned this team into what Stan is right yeah Alvin is not
1: calling Zion and Ingram into the into the room afterwards to watch footage for two hours Mm -hmm. unless of course the footage is Animal House He's not going to call them in to watch the, the fucking
0: Pacers game. He's going to no. call them
1: in to watch Anchorman. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, I got
0: this Girls Gone Wild tape. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this before, but it's pretty cool, man. These girls all, they go to the college and they take their shirts off. It's it was wild, down man. the street, man. We can't go there now. <laughs> Is that the boot? We're not going to yeah. go to the boot. Oh, God. Uh, so that takes us through the our, our Pelicans. I mean, that was a really weird thing to say, all that stuff. But, you know, we will keep track of this team. I'm having fun watching it, though. I'm having fun talking about it. Things so. are on the up and up, man. And I am I am having fun
1: watching the team again. And that's the bottom line for me as a fan.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll have some more beers and we'll switch topics. We'll move over to the Saints, uh, where stuff is still going on for them, even though man. the season has ended. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Polk and Kush. Welcome back, Polk and Kush. Uh, You know, as good as the Pelicans are doing, the Saints seem to be in kind of a weird position now. Uh, a couple of weeks into the offseason, we are officially in the, uh, the stay-or-go phase of this. Uh, who on the team do you want to stay? Who do you want to go? The first domino that has to fall is Drew Brees, and it took a pretty significant turn uh, toward where we all basically know it's going to head.
1: Yeah, he uh he said you don't have to pay me anything. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm quitting a job. I did I quit a job once and the, like the paychecks rolled out to where there would be like one like the Friday mm-hmm. would be on the paycheck mm-hmm. and I just didn't show up that or I like went in for an hour and then my resignation I was like give the hour that I paid as a bonus to the people still left there.
0: Real
1: real socialist maneuver there, burn. <laughs> That's what Drew's doing. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, whenever Drew Brees, the man famously uh, heisted on fake jewels, the man who's bought all sorts of terrible (laughs) chain restaurants, uh, the guy who's you know, very much not a uh, throwing money away type of guy is saying. Yeah, he didn't have ah, the arm for it. Yeah, you know, that $22 million that you were. Ah, I don't need that. We're good. I don't need that for next year. That's a pretty telltale sign uh, that Drew Brees is going to retire. Apparently, there's a cap machination uh, that allows, you know, the Saints to save a whole bunch of cap room if he retires after June 1. So I guess that's when the statement, I, I suppose, will be official. Um, but I'm not really sure of how that works. But. Him dropping down to basically the league minimum from 25 million is a pretty telltale sign uh, that he is out the door.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know what cap machination is, (laughs) but uh, I I, so
0: I just figured out my favorite band. (laughs) I was like,
1: he's waiting because he didn't want to get in on all the, you know, he wants all the Brady hype to die down before he's, you know, so he can get his minutes. That's true. Like Philip Rivers, he didn't really get the send off he deserved Mm because it was like right in the middle of everything. I was like, oh, it's great. See you later. Yeah,
0: I know. He's going to wait like, what, three weeks after the NFL draft. There's there's nothing going on with the NFL, right? And then he'll like get all the press for like four days. Everyone's like, he's got all the yardage records, but he sucks in the playoffs, but he's got all the yardage (laughs) records. And have that debate for, you know, uh, six consecutive days.
1: But it's nice now because Aaron Rodgers has joined him in the
0: Hall of you know, yeah. one one and done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know uh, Rogers has some years left, though, and I would. Be, I mean, it just seems impossible for that guy not to get to a Super Bowl at some point. At some point, Tom Brady has to retire, right? Uh, after he won, you know, his 50th Super Bowl this week. Ugh. I mean, it's freaking ridiculous. Uh, the other news for the Saints this week. Sorry, did you have something there? Is
1: there any way that Drew is coming back with that change? No, no. Like but he wasn't anyway, was he? Uh, no, but.
0: Like, he's not going to play for $2 million. No, of course not. He won't show up at a Jimmy John's for $2 million. <laughs> he's not cutting the ribbon. Yeah, He won't autograph your uh, your fake boobs and walk-ons
1: for $2 million. <laughs> but I will.
0: Now, <laughs> like, that guy is not passing up dollars. why everyone's no. like, it's so he selfless. Is, he is life.
1: so busy bringing the first Whataburger to New Orleans. <laughs> he does not give <laughs> a fuck. He's yeah. done. Yeah. I mean he didn't tear his rotator cuff signing, you know, <laughs> signing <laughs> documents to put it, you know, to bulldoze the orphanage and put it in Walmart.
0: Oh man, how long till he's on cameo? I give it six days.
1: He's gotta be the most expensive
0: cameo. Yeah, he'll be way up there. Him and the guy of the fat guy from the office. It'll yeah. be the two of them will be you know, the most <laughs> and whatever, you know, adult <laughs> film star. Um yeah, I mean the the breeze thing. We're just waiting at this point. But yeah, that was a pretty telltale sign. Now, if that guy comes back and plays for 2 million dollars, I'll be even more wrong than I was about the Pelicans, but I uh, I just I'd, would be stunned. Uh as far as other stuff going on with the Saints, it looks like they are facing a pretty significant penalty coming down the line. Alvin Kamara apparently COVID denier. Uh, not interested in the coronavirus. Didn't wear his tracker. Was uh, tr- you know apparently caught on video as someone who had COVID, who was not a team affiliate, and uh, the NFL is apparently going to uh, beat the piss out of the Saints uh, pretty bad for this. Well, they
1: do enjoy doing that, but yes. uh, you know you used a word there that uh, I think needs more focus on. You said tracker. Yes. If I were a young, not white <laughs> athlete superstar. Yeah. I would not be wild about wearing a device from an organization that I may or may not trust, mm-hmm. that has not always had my personal best interest at heart, mm-hmm. that has been an enemy to people that I might agree with over political and social issues. Mm -hmm. I would not be wild about wearing a device that is literally tracking your movements. Well, that's
0: a choice. And I'm certain the saints understand that choice and vehemently disagree with it. (laughs) Uh, As does Roger Goodell, who apparently didn't have to wear a mask on the stage, handing off the Lombardi trophy. Uh, so I don't know where the rules go there. Uh, but the fact that Kamara not only got it, not only spread it to the other running backs, apparently uh, just did he spread it to them? Did they test
1: positive or were they just in? Close I think contact? it was the
0: contact tracing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has a And these
1: devices sound insane. It's like telling you when you're near someone who may have had it. Yeah. What does that work for? Just other players?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know the uh, machinations. Can you play uh. Snake
1: on it? <laughs> yeah. These are the questions that people need to know.
0: So, have you ever talked to someone who's gotten like six DUIs and they have to wear the ankle bracelet? Dad? Yeah. <laughs> and they had to slide like a little card. Every day to basically test, you know, that you're where you're supposed to be under house, whatever, probation. That's essentially, I guess, what it is. It's like you have to kind of check in where you are all the time when it comes to this little tracker thing. And apparently Alvin Kamara just left it in his locker and never touched it. Uh, and that I I, I have heard uh, through sources. That it pissed off a lot of people at the Saints uh, and, and that it was kind of a long time coming. And now if they're going to get hit, they already got hit with a five hundred thousand dollar fine and lost a draft pick uh, for the second go around, which was all the dancing that went on with the no masks. Uh, that but, was
1: a bullshit one because lots of other it teams was. Danced.
0: So was Sean Payton having yeah. his mask down when a ton of coaches have had their mask down, too. Uh, So now it looks like they're going to lose probably multiple picks and probably get fined a whole lot more money. I hope Gail Benson is going to be okay. Hope she can still shop at Whole Foods. Uh, Hopefully she doesn't get robbed again in the parking lot of the Circle K. Uh, But either way, like it it does seem as if the NFL is going to come down fairly hard on the Saints here.
1: Are you telling me that in a situation like this, that Michael Thomas was not the voice of dissent? (laughs) Michael Thomas was following these rules, these protocols. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Not, but maybe if you're injured, you don't have to follow. Him. Maybe he wasn't at the facility. You yeah, know? maybe he had the uh, the
1: tracking device <laughs> in his cast. They embedded it in there, yeah, so it didn't like really a, have a... like a microchip. I don't know, man. I'm seeing the other side of this, and I'm like, it's just, it's just. I know these guys are getting paid a lot of money. I know it's a game, and I know there are protocols. But I completely understand why somebody would. To say no you can't fucking track me like this you're testing me every day he did not deny the testing yeah that's true. he got tested every day mm. he's you know i'm sure he adhered to the 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 protocols of staying in the hotel room when they were gone and maybe and maybe But, (laughs) I mean, we don't know. But Uh, it's just, this is going to be a a disproportionate punishment
0: for what they're calling a uh, disobeying the rules. Exactly, and it will be even more disproportionate because it's the third strike, Uh, and so it will be a heavy fine or whatever it might be. Uh, The part that really, you know, puts the cherry on top of the turd Sunday of this is that the rumor going around, and we... I will say up front, definitely unsubstantiated. Nobody's really reported it, we but there is these. a rumor. We love him. That the person he was in contact with was one and only uh, Mike Ornstein. Uh, you might remember him as being Sean Payton's close personal friend. Uh, he's the one who in uh, the last, last couple of years has had like a little walker in the in the locker room during the videos. Uh, multiple time convicted felon, uh, a uh, a genuine piece of human garbage, and the Saints refuse to just isolate themselves from this guy completely, and instead, uh, now he's part of this, which... Again, not confirmed, but the fact that his name's floating around it is just one of the funniest things I could ever What is happen. this
1: guy convicted felon for? Fraud. Multiple Fraud? multiple times. Okay. Like, has gone
0: to jail twice. He was Reggie Bush's agent in 2005. Oh, uh, he works for Clutch Sports. It, it's like now, I don't even know what his job is anymore, but he was like a very heavy character in Sean Payton's book because he like got a bunch of billboards in Miami with Saint signs and stuff. It's like, yeah, the dude is an out-and-out piece of shit uh like ripped off people uh several times and yet sean payton just like good buddies with him it's incredible like it's any other team that would happen the media would be up their ass about this guy and here it's like oh yeah well he's sean's buddy it's fine well he's probably getting him pills it's no big (laughs) deal i wouldn't worry about it it's like oh yeah sean won the nfc south a bunch of times it's cool like don't worry about it guys Uh so I mean the Saints are doing Saint stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no other there's literally no other show is gonna talk about this. So no, I'm glad that no, we are, are talking it. about it. So
1: you can't believe that the other shows that just read the
0: box score and <laughs>
1: <laughs> are we're floating unsubstantiated rumors yeah. about my court scene.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna say for the fiftieth time. Unsubstantiated. We Man. don't have any reporting the on that. Bud Light it,
1: Lime Studio is <laughs> gonna get shot up. <laughs> You're gonna be at your mansion, and what's the exact street you live on? Oh yeah, <laughs> it is.
0: Uh and then the very last thing with the Saints, you know, come away from watching the Super Bowl, and they're, you know, they beat that team twice. You say, hey, were they close, or was that just unlucky? Where I mean, does it make you feel any better the fact the Saints beat them twice?
1: I mean, of course it doesn't but you know when you get into like the stats of well you know my dad beat up your dad and your dad beat up this guy <laughs> so my dad could beat up that guy I I, I really hate that kind of uh, the transitive property yeah, bullshit. yeah. that shit um, but I, I suppose it was a little um, I don't know it, it lessened the blow a little bit to see Kansas City get just absolutely skull fucked and go well the Saints put up 20 against them
0: yeah I know and the Saints just destroyed Tampa in that game on Monday night does
1: it does it join the ranks of oh the the Saints would have absolutely murdered the Patriots in that three to nine Super yeah. Bowl I don't think or the, so or the Giants in 2011
0: who yeah. had hammered whatever a month before
1: I don't think it joins the pantheon of that but it is a little like all right, maybe this team was a little bit better than we gave them credit for. Maybe it isn't as defeating, but nobody thinks about that stuff a year later. No, and if
0: you hadn't lost two tampa in the playoffs it had gone the other way like if they had lost to green bay in the playoffs and then tampa won like without having to play new orleans i think that would have hurt more too yeah the idea of been like oh my god you beat this team twice if you just would have played them you'd have beat them it's like no, no no it said you played them again and you lost yeah now if jerry cook doesn't fumble the ball all of us are happier human beings and you know we don't we're not surrounded by losers I and mean, i haven't said the word loser 700 times in the last month but this is where we're at, Polk. We're in the Bud Light Lime studio talking about
1: losers. Do you think Jared Cook's going to restructure his contract <laughs> to be for zero dollars? Because I do. Hey, that's what he's earned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, if the Saints get punished um, for the Camara, you know, hanging out at the boot yeah. with this convicted criminal, uh, that just means less Marcus Davenport. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. They're, those so, <laughs>
1: Less anal zones. You know? Yeah.
0: Oh, man. The grass is always greener. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, that'll take us into a couple of our segments. Uh, we'll get through polk news and overrated and underrated, and of course, the worst of the week. So hang right there. Polk and Kush.
1: You know what that explosion means. It's time for Polk News. Polk News, the NBA All-Star Game is happening. Why? Which is a tad absurd. And almost like taunting a child. My parents, when I got the Super Nintendo, they put the Super Nintendo in a translucent Christmas garbage bag. (laughs) So I could see... I could see the Super Nintendo in that garbage bag. And I knew it was coming from Santa. I could press it against the box and see Super (laughs) Nintendo. And it haunted me for a month under the tree. I was like, I know what's (laughs) coming. And I can't get it. It's right through this impenetrable force. Incredible. This is what you're doing by putting NBA players in Atlanta. (laughs) Atlanta is Shangri-La for these guys. Who doesn't love Atlanta? Atlanta. We've talked about Magic City on the podcast before. There are 10 Magic Cities in Atlanta. Atlanta itself is a Magic City. Mm -hmm. And you're sending these young superstars with unlimited funds who have been locked inside for a year to Atlanta. And you're going, hey, just stay inside. Yeah. You can stay in your hotel or we'll get you a pay-per-view. Just stay inside. And then, oh, when you're done staying inside, just playing this completely meaningless game. For no money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not gonna go well.
1: Dude, this is I it's also probably I know these guys are getting tested every day, blah, 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 all the safety procedures. These guys all live in different places. They are all coming together for this game. <laughs> the staff, the coaching staff is a sham coaching staff, all from different places. The media, all of the media is going to be there. This is a melting pot of NBA media players, faculty, blah, blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. It's real dumb. It doesn't seem that safe, does it? It's the dumbest thing in the world. And it was hilarious. They asked Zion. During our media sessions, we asked Zion, and we asked Ingram about it. And both of them literally gave, like, a stock answers if they were reading it with a gun <laughs> to the side of their head. Like, I think whatever the NBA does is going to be very responsible because the NBA is a responsible organization and they are <laughs> thinking first about us and the fans. And it's like, dude, nobody wants to do this yeah. thing. Only LeBron has the balls to be like, this is really stupid. Like LeBron and Deere and Fox. Yeah, there's like this is dumb as shit. Everyone why else is
1: like, this? I love Sprite Max and I'm glad they are sponsoring the <laughs> Amazon All-Star game.
0: It's going to be so dumb. I just they're going to do it. I guess they're all going to do it. Do the whole thing in one day in front of no fans or in front of, you know, whatever courtside Karen and her friends. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, Quavo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. they'll be
0: throwing the ball up. Yeah, it's uh, it, it seems like a pretty stupid idea. Personally,
1: yeah, uh, it's going to be the first time we I guess the first and last time we'll see something like this. Maybe
0: until COVID 21.
1: Yeah, the sequel. Oh, the variant. <laughs> Is there a COVID-20 out there I'm that sure. I don't know oh about?
0: God, please fuck me if that happens. Well, don't actually. Okay.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for the Patreons. Uh, we do have a little more NFL news. We talked about the Saints earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 23-year-old uh, Mark Walton, a former NFL running back, mm-hmm. was arrested after a Pizza Hut disturbance. <laughs> Always a good sign. <laughs> is there never not a disturbance at a Pizza Hut? This is in Miami. Uh, he was charged with trespassing and disorderly conduct after attempting to break a glass window and getting into a fight with a family member who tried to restrain him. He uh, felt smited. Well, they didn't say Smited. <laughs> <laughs> pissed the word they used was pissed <laughs> by the pizza hut employee oh so boy. he drove to the pizza hut to kick the guy's ass <laughs> broke the window and then uh his cousin stopped him walter told police on sunday that he was disrespected over the phone by one of the employees <laughs> and started banging on the window trying to pull on the door and gain entry to the business to confront one of the employees have you ever seen anybody at Pizza Hut working that was over the age of 20?
0: <laughs> I mean, that or, like, yeah, or not or someone. 70. Yeah, it's like, you disrespected me. It's like, uh, yeah, this guy, n- no. He's working at Pizza Hut. Like, let's just, you know, slow your roll, man. You're in the NFL.
1: This guy's a running back for the Dolphins. Okay, if I'm a running back for the Dolphins or even, you know, on the practice squad, whatever the case may be, probably not going to Pizza Hut. No. I think I'm going to one of the bars st- I'm going to see what Barstool is up to, what their pizza <laughs> review for the day is. He's been arrested three times. Probably time to cut that guy. Yeah, weapons, drugs, and battery charges. That's the big three. All at Pizza Hut's. apparently. <laughs> But, you know, the real question is, will Pizza Hut bring back the buffet after the <laughs>
0: pandemic? They, I saw an ad for the Detroit-style pizza from Pizza Hut, and that looked like actual human garbage. It comes with a gun? It looked it, look, it looked so bad. I was like, how... You, th- in the picture, this looks bad. Can you imagine what it looks like in the actual oh box? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> like, how do you guys screw that up? The Big Mac looks like a luxurious <laughs> item in the picture, you know? <laughs> then you eat it, and it's like, oh, Jesus, this thing is falling apart.
1: <laughs> really, the only other Polk news this week is just god-awful unfortunate. Uh, Tom Brady is coming back for another season. <sighs>
0: it's seven, ridiculous. Seven man. Super Bowls. It's ridiculous. He looks younger than he did when he was frickin drafted well that's the stem cells yeah the nightshades and the stem cells and the steroids this and is
1: a man that would die if you fed him a plum yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's the best he's the best quarterback in NFL
0: history there's yeah. no argument
1: oh. about it anymore
0: Yeah, we don't need to go into that topic. Everybody's like, "I'm sick of it." I couldn't watch anything Monday because I was like, "I can't handle the beat the shit topics of the is he the goat of goats? Is he the goatiest of all the goats of all the? Is it him or Babe Ruth? It's like who cares? Like it's not even a real." Conversations conversations are insane because they're like, who's
1: a better athlete, you know, Babe Ruth or Tom Brady? I'm like, they they're both horrible athletes. That's <laughs> no, like they're just very they're successful. great at the do you think what Russell Westbrook is the greatest athlete of <laughs> yeah, exactly. all time? Not fucking Babe Ruth. <laughs> Babe Ruth smoked while he was playing baseball. It's so cool, man. Uh, fuck. Smoking is so cool. Football is going to be fucked until Tom Brady retires. That's really the way it is. Sp- like, you can't listen to podcasts after a Tom Brady no. Super Bowl. You can't watch sports news after a Tom Brady no. Super Bowl. And my God, what what's he going to do next? I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see it. This no. Is, this is hell world. And Tom <laughs> is leading the way. <laughs> hey,
0: the Pelicans had a good week. <laughs> I guess so. All right, everyone. That takes us into your favorite part of every single week on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Segments: Overrated, overrated. overrated. Underrated. 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 Yeah, baby.
1: Yeah. i have got a hot under, overrated. There we go. Yeah,
0: there we go. It's
1: only been six and a half months. Eventually, I'll get the order correct. <laughs> overrated, and we're gonna lose a sponsor here. Floats in the Oaks. Uh Uh-oh. I went. I went on Sunday. You know what uh, is not great to see in uh, the sober light of day? Mardi Gras floats. There's a lot of lighting. There's usually people involved. I think I thought that the floats in the Oaks would have people at it. I thought there would be people in the floats throwing, throwing shit at beads? your car. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's dangerous cuz then they're like hitting your car with beads.
0: I think that people wouldn't drive is more the issue. I, the, it was it
1: took forever to yeah. get in. It took like an hour and a half. The email said 2 hours. It was like uh potty before you come here. It's like if I'm in line for 2 hours yeah. and I'm you know, there there's a certain expectation of okay, this the it's going to be worth the wait. You know, there's going to be <laughs> beads, there's going to be popcorn, there's going to be cotton candy, there's going to be photo ops. No, where did you think you were going? To floats in the <laughs> Oaks. That's where the fuck I thought I was going. I thought it was going go to be some <laughs> simile of Mardi Gras. Yeah. I thought there might be anything going on. It was empty floats <laughs> parked on the side of the road. Which I would see like driving
0: to work. Yeah, it was, it was the experience of driving down Chapatulas yeah. at noon on Thursday of Mardi Gras. <laughs> that's the experience that you got. This was like
1: seeing the, the characters at Disneyland just like smoking <laughs> with their helmets off. It's like, well, that's not really the same thing. It took forever. It was expensive. And then, like, what do you do? Take a picture? Oh, there's the float. You know what's in the
0: background? Nine people having a picnic <laughs> the whole concept of it well I get what they're trying to do of like you know let's have a little taste of Mardi Gras or whatever I was like yeah I can see these empty floats every year you can see them just you know Stand on Claiborne Avenue and you'll be able to see 500 trucks go by a Mardi Gras day They're all terrible and you'll be able to see every one of them Like if you literally just drive down Chapa or drive down whatever Carrollton like you can do that any single year Yeah, uh, that's not the fun part of Mardi Gras. Nobody really uh, is is that there just to look at right. the design of the float I'd say the design of the float is is a half percent of the enjoyment of actual Mardi Gras. There were, there were very
1: few experiences I've had in my life where I've been like, oh, looking at that on Instagram was better. This was one of
0: those experiences. <laughs> it's and like when they... my grandma didn't, she used to watch Endymion on TV every year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how are you enjoying this? And she's like, oh, it's way better than having to go there. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. She knocked that out of the park with us. They had live dance troops. What?
1: They had like so the, the six ten stompers were out there. footers were there. Okay, doing what? No, all the six ten stompers—they were at home watching Rick and Morty. <laughs> they weren't there. <laughs> they were just you know doing the cupid shuffle in the middle of a field, like a desolate field in between for like hours. I suppose oh, they man. were. They looked like they'd been at it a minute. <laughs> when <I've been> there. <laughs> a beleaguered dance <laughs>
0: troupe was up dude.
1: How many times can you do the wobble? Yeah, and I mean, you know, you're kind of making a loop. So I'm just hearing like Tootsie Roll on a (laughs) on a fucking loop for an hour. Like looking at these poor women out there, you know, just like yeah, let me see
0: a Tootsie (laughs) Roll. Oh man, yeah, it was brutal. Don't go. I appreciated the idea of it, and then my wife, of course, got tickets. Uh, The same way she did Celebration of the Oaks. I was like, that sounds. Genuinely, this sounds like a terrible idea. So I'm glad to know that uh, you and literally every other person I've talked to that went to it have all been like, yeah, that was awful. I can't (laughs) believe I sat in traffic for that (laughs) long to go see that. I haven't heard like one positive review of it, but I do think uh, it was a good idea in general. They really hashed it out way too quickly as to what they were trying to do. It came together in like the matter of three weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, overrated floats of the Oaks. Good try, good effort, uh, but a fail. Uh, underrated for me, bottled beer. Overrated. Overrated, sorry. Wait. Right? Shit. No. Overrated for me is parades. Okay. Okay. The actual parade, as we're talking about Mardi Gras here, uh, the part of Mardi Gras that's you know the best part is really just hanging out with other people in the back of the thing and, and just kind of drinking and hanging out. Uh, The parade itself is a gigantic pain in the ass. To have to park at a parade is legitimately the biggest nightmare on earth. There's no parking lots. You're just going down this giant thing. Everyone's parked illegally. Everyone's like ramming into each other. They've closed streets for no reason that you can't figure out. Uh, And then having children at these parades is a disaster. Uh, The parade, I would say, is crystallized into like 15 minutes where it's really fun. And then everything else is a complete like dystopian nightmare and You've gotten that 15 minutes is the part that's implanted in your brain. And so you keep going back. You're like, Of course, it's Bacchus Sunday. I've got to be there. <laughs> and and the entire day you're just like trying to figure out where to go. Like 16 different people are texting you. They're all two and a half miles away from each other, like, I gotta go see him. And then I gotta go see this. And all in this chase of of something. And it turns out you're just surrounded by a bunch of mouth breathers from Jefferson Parish who have decided to take up a block and a half worth of space. And so my whole point of this is, first of all, I do love Mardi Gras, and I actually do have fun at these parades and short bursts. Uh, it's nice to get a year off. It really is. Yeah, I'm, I'm relieved to not have to, to deal with the texts at nine o'clock in the morning and then me starting feeling bad for not going out there because it is the social pressure of the century on me to be like, I'm not going this year. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> I'm only going the Saturday afternoon. That's the only day I'm going because then I end up going all the time because I feel uh, the heat from everybody
1: does that mean you're not coming to storm in the Mardi Gras capital with me on Tuesday <laughs> is that what you're doing I'm kicking down the gates of Frenchman Street yeah And I am gonna be the guy in the Buffalo costume <laughs> for the Saint Anne Parade Latoya <laughs> La cannot stop me I am now I'll probably just I'll probably just walk down the street to Lamplighter Lounge <laughs> Metairie Gras, baby. That's what's happening this year.
0: It's the year, right? You're just going to walk that meadow road and go yeah. to every
1: bar. I'll just, you know, trick or treat at the <laughs> yeah. fucking Panda Express.
0: <laughs> Give me a shot. Uh, but I mean, do you what? Like p- when you go to parades. The catching stuff, I'm just not really into. don't care about the catching. Now, I like being outside and hearing the bands. Yeah. And everything else is like. I just wish there was less people here. That's pretty much what I'm thinking, like, 90% of the time.
1: Yeah, if if I don't have the bathroom situated, then it's it's
0: a problem. Yeah. I've always got, like, enough kind of people I can, you know figure it out <laughs> just like <laughs> between about? people who live near the route or people okay, who've gotten the yeah. porta potty out there whatever it is like yeah. i've always got that part to get a powerade bottle yeah. hold on to this <laughs> you've got it man no that's believe me the pull-up would have been in full <laughs> in full effect this year uh, but yeah just generally like i like mardi gras the parades i think are just a touch overrated not they're not fun just a little over it mm. all right We'll move on over to underrated. What you got, Mr. Pope?
1: Underrated house floats.
0: Oh, like the decorations? Yeah, because,
1: you know, a lot of times we provide problems. We say this sucks, that sucks, (laughs) you suck. I'm providing a solution to my previous problem of floats and the oak sucks. You know what doesn't suck? House floats. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I I've, have enjoyed them. It's very nice. I, I, You know, I just love a decorated house. Christmas lights, <laughs> Halloween. Let's fucking do it for Mardi Gras. Yeah. Because one, you know, uh, a lot of the problems with actual Mardi Gras floats, you're dealing with kids. You've got people screaming in your face. You mm. have to piss. Your wife's leaving you. <laughs> you don't have any beer left. There's all these problems happening. Yes. With the house float, just look at it. It's there. <laughs> yeah. It's not going walk anywhere. walk to it. Yeah. Walk to it. Yeah. You can go to the bathroom before you can go <laughs> and take a backpack full of booze. Leave your kids at home. That's true. The house floats are also very cool because it's not just like... You know, now the, the, the crews are political. It's like, oh, you can't like that one. You yeah, went to yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah. You can't like that one. You went to Rouse's. You this know, all this that guy's shit. a fifth generation New Orleans, and he has no chin. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, the, like I don't like this guy. I don't know yeah. the fucking these people are. You can just walk around the neighborhood. The tentacle house on Memphis Street down the way, it's yeah. amazing. It's better yeah. than any float I've ever seen. And yeah. it's somebody's house. Yeah. You can just go there whenever you want to and see it and have a good time. And uh, so many people are doing it now. There's like walking tours Mm -hmm. and you can just go around and do it. It's free. You can do it at your own pace. You can do it in a car. You can walk around. I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, I think it's like the uh, the optimal version of what the floats in the Oaks was supposed to be right. Like, yeah, it, it was kind of like that concept. And I really hope it sticks around. Like, it'd be great if that was something that became like a tradition going forward. There's
1: no reason for it not to. No,
0: people dr- make, you know, do stuff for their house for Halloween. They obviously do it for Christmas. So. There's no reason they couldn't do it for Mardi Gras. I think it would bring out a lot of the creative juices that a lot of our citizens have, uh, especially those who have showy houses and showy neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They like to show them off. Uh, I have a lot of houses in my neighborhood with LED lights that have decided one of them is literally showing like footage of a parade blasted onto the side of their house Whoa. every single night. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intense, but it's great. Like it is. It's nice to just be able to walk around and see it, and you're at your own pace and. There's no pressure to actually do it. I heard there's been like traffic on St. Charles on yeah. weekends, though, because people <laughs> try to go by and
1: see everything,
0: which is kind of hilarious and defeating the purpose, but whatever.
1: Well, there's, uh, you know, gives and takes. Yeah.
0: No, I'm, in, I'm into it, though. That's a very good underrated. Uh, okay. So I already gave mine away, but I'm going to go with bottled beer. Bottled beer. I enjoy bottled beer, which we are drinking right now, Currently. truth be told. Uh, Bud Light Lime and Bottles, you know, that's very
1: very popular. We actually have the last brew of Dixie. (laughs) Yeah, yes,
0: exactly. Uh, Faubourg beer. Uh, So the draft beer we've gone through, which is always tepid and warm and weird and not fresh and whatever, a lot of problems with that. The canned beer feels like I'm a child sometimes. And they started putting all sorts of good beer in, in cans and it's very off-putting to me it's not heavy enough it doesn't feel real enough uh, I like to have a nice heavy bottle of beer I think it uh, fits perfectly the sound it makes when you break it open is one of the coolest sounds in the world uh, especially when you're cracking it over somebody's head no. <laughs> uh, no, Going back it, to the there's yeah, just the shape of a, of a nice glass bottle just fits perfectly in your hand uh, there's just a lot to like about the the, the bottle of beer, and I, it's very much becoming passe. It's hard to find the bottle, they, most of the time, uh, these because I think glass is expensive, so it look, a lot of people go into cans. Uh, and then you've also obviously got you know these bars with like 1,500 you know taps, uh, and all of it I think just pales in comparison to a nice domestic beer in a glass bottle.
1: I completely agree with you. I, uh, I used to feel the opposite. I was like, oh, a, a bottle's for a plebeian. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a draft. But then you realize, you know, TGI Fridays doesn't have a tap master. They don't have a keg master cleaning out these lines. <laughs> no, they do not. So you get a Bud Light lime on draft, and it tastes like a Bud Light strawberry. Yeah. It tastes like a Bud Light foot. It's coming from everywhere. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I hadn't, uh, you know, I've noticed before, but like all the cool local breweries like Urban South and places like that they have very cool graphic design it's always on cans i feel like they're they're they are selling
0: like the cool art the Mm -hmm. cool like punk rock gig poster art more than they are the beer for sure i guess it's easier to print it on there than label and listen to this sound okay beautiful you can't top that You you can't top that. You also get to do the fun thing where you hit your bottom of your beer on top of the other guy's beer, and then the foam all comes out. Then drink it. That's always a fun game to play. That's a fun game to play. (laughs) There's just a lot of cool stuff about bottled beer, and I feel like it's 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 starting to slip away. They're just rare to see, uh, mostly because you know we're uh, growing out of that as a society. So the bottled beer, let's go underrated. That'll take us into. My favorite part of every single week on this show, ladies and gentlemen. The worst, the
1: worst. All right, I've got a fun one this week. As always, the worst is the worst thing we saw, read, heard about, whatever this week. Um, if you've got some, feel free to send them in. We enjoy that, and we've done it before as well. Uh, this one's coming from ABC News, a place I used to frequent. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles ooh, in Burbank, California. Is there only one? No, there's a bunch. Okay. Uh, angry, maskless man, denied food service, returns with gun to steal fried chicken and waffles. <laughs> a man who was denied service for not wearing a mask at a fried chicken restaurant allegedly... Allegedly, there's footage of it. Yeah. <laughs> Returned with a gun and held up the kitchen, not the cashier, not the staff, not the wait staff, not the patrons. Oof. He went to the kitchen and said, give me my fucking food. <laughs> the incident occurred, you know, when crime happens, 530 p.m. <laughs> at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles in Pasadena.
0: Uh, Isn't Pasadena like a super like affluent area too?
1: Yeah, Pasadena's uh, about twenty minutes north of the Los Angeles, uh, like actually Los Angeles proper. There's like nice malls and shit there. Yeah, it's I mean it's all nice out there, but Pasadena is very nice. Um, the man left the restaurant whenever the employees informed him that he could return to get the food once he was wearing a mask. They denied him. <laughs> they said, "Hey, you can't pick up your order. You have to come back with a mask." He said. I will come back with a mask. And guess what else? A gun. He left and showed back up with a gun. The employee said he comes straight towards me with a gun, pointing at me and saying, put all the chicken in the bag. That's
0: Jesus
1: Christ! Did he prepay for the food, and he was just getting his food it does back? Not say, because that would be the real like that would be the real hero aspect of the story. I already spent fourteen dollars on this. It is very expensive at Roscoe's. Okay, the manager said that he did not take or demand any cash from the restaurant. Only chicken and waffles. <laughs> And extra syrup. He didn't take any cash. He, ju- he actually just took chicken. And before he walked out the door, he took extra syrup. That's
0: incredible. This guy's a hero. That is. Uh, seriously. It's like, <laughs> I guess his thought was, well, he probably wasn't thinking much, but it's like, you know, in a court of law, I think I'm going to win. The jury understands what it's like to get denied your food. Now, one
1: problem here is he was not wearing a mask. So oh, yeah. the security cameras <laughs> easily identify him.
0: This seems like the situation where a mask would be the most <laughs> beneficial to you. <laughs> 5.30 in the afternoon. I mean, that's like the Michael Douglas falling down moment, right? Like, this guy <laughs> just cracked. Like, there's no way he actually cared as much about the chicken. No. He just lost his freaking mind. Yeah. just, like, had a bad day at yeah, work.
1: Exactly. He got in a fight with his wife. Yeah. And then they were like, hey, you forgot your mask. You can't have your chicken. He's yeah. like, oh, I can't. Oh, oh, you bet your ass I can have my chicken. You can stare into the barrel. Of this thing. It's uh, quite good. If uh, you're in New Orleans, uh, Gus's is a very good equivalent. Okay. Also. Oh, that's the best also from uh, California. Yeah, Gus is awesome. I think available it's Gus. Yeah, it's Gus's it's is from Memphis. Memphis it's right, available yeah. in Los Angeles
0: as well. Gus is spectacular. Uh, I know a person who is related to me uh, who ordered the Dom Perignon at Gus's. And I think it was the only person that's ever it ordered. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was Drake? It was basically that. the Drake of Houston, <laughs> Texas. Uh, and he uh, and they they looked at us like a spaceship had landed inside of, <laughs> of the restaurant. Like, they have this as, like, a gag gift. They had like, bottle of Dom Perignon that costs uh, more than everything else on the menu combined ten times over. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take that. And it was it great. It was delightful. And it worked perfectly with the fried okra balls. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, washing glasses, like, running across the street to get glasses. So, uh, no, uh, highly recommended to the Dom at... Uh, at Gus's Fried Chicken. Okay, so that will take uh, us to uh, my story this week. Uh, because of the, the subscription blocker that I hit on the newspaper that I work for, uh, I will have to read this off of a tweet uh, from our good friend, friend of the show probably their most loyal contributor we have, and he doesn't even know it. Ramon Antonio Vargas.
1: Ramon, send us the log in. I know, man. Did you try admin123? <laughs> Password
0: with a capital <laughs> P. Uh, Ramon wrote the story. I actually got stuck in the traffic in this yesterday. I didn't know what it was for. Uh, during a recent three-day seven-victim robbery spree near Tulane University, New Orleans police say gunmen demanded that money be sent to him via the cash app Whoa. or Apple Pay. <laughs> so the criminals in this town are getting very high tech and savvy. So reading this story, uh, police said the crime spree started about 9 a.m. Saturday. You know, just it's pretty casual. I'm glad we're stopping COVID first. That seems to be a much bigger concern than getting robbed at 9 a.m. Uh, approached a 20-year-old man at the corner of Lower Line and Willow. Uh, Barbarin, wearing, who was the, the criminal, wearing a face mask, allegedly pointed the handgun at the victim and demanded the man's belongings. The man handed over his wallet, keys, and cell phone. Uh, he allegedly took $30 from the man's wallet and handed everything else back. Two minutes later, the corner of the lower line said, give me your wallet, keys, and phone. The victim didn't do it, claiming he did. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Barbarin also made a more unusual demand. He told the victim to unlock his cell phone Extra syrup. <laughs> and send money using Apple Pay or the cash app. The victim didn't do it, claiming he didn't have the apps on his phone. What has to be going through your goddamn head at that <sighs> point? How traceable is that? Wildly traceable? Like, that's incredible. It's like that is the, like, I want you to to to. Wire. Let's all let's go to the Western Union, and you can go wire me some money. Well, I'm pretty sure all those apps have to be hooked up to a checking
1: account, I believe. Yeah. Even if you have like the little card, it's supposed to go through the checking. Yes. Account.
0: And it's still like you could cancel it, correct? Like this seems like you a just not put in the policy. memo,
1: "Hey, I'm being robbed. <laughs> don't process this." It's like a handing a note to the bank teller, and the you know. Yeah, it's like a please don't let this go through.
0: <laughs> Uh, I mean, they're, t- they're taking cryptocurrency. we guys trying yeah. to get bitcoins. Like, I want GameStop. Give it to me. There just, just seems to be a lot more effective ways to rob people electronically than to, you know, rob them at nine o'clock in the morning and ask them to open up their apps.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm going to get coffee,
0: dude. Yeah. Rob <laughs> me after lunch. <laughs> I how about you go get a computer science degree? You're right on campus. You can get it right there. And then you can learn how to go through the back channel of the web, man. It's like, hey, buddy, this is New Orleans. Rob me when I'm drunk. <laughs> it's like, have some decency. Rob me
1: when I'm leaving Golden Lantern at <laughs> 2 a.m., dude. Uh, I- it's just I don't have the cash app or Apple. Neither Pay. do I. When I get my head bashed in, they'd be like, download it.
0: You like, I don't have any data either. <laughs> it's like I got no space left on he my phone. He kidnaps
1: me and takes me to a place with Wi-Fi so I can download the cash app. Uh,
0: so this guy then, like, gets in, like, under house arrest. And they have to, like, lock off uh, Broadway and Claiborne for essentially an entire day you know a slightly busy intersection there that everyone drives by <laughs> on their way to uptown uh and so this guy's <laughs> bail is set at thirty thousand dollars but everyone driving through that intersection also
1: expects something like that to be happen
0: <laughs> There was literally i was with my son <laughs> in the car and they i it must have been within 10 minutes of it closing and i saw a cop car and a bunch of car stops and without even thinking, I just like to the left and <laughs> went down Fountain Blue, didn't think about it again. So I was like, hey, do you know the SWAT team was called on Broadway? And I was like, I just assumed Yeah, I just drove around. <laughs> I just drove around. <laughs> I was like, this is not happening yeah, I anywhere went to company else in the company. Yeah. Care. I was like, oh whatever. I literally the second I got past it, I didn't think about it again for the rest of the day until I came up. Can you I don't know what's going on with these criminals, that they are trying to get you to send money electronically. I don't even understand the next step of how that works. Because if I were to Venmo someone the same way that these, all, all you wonderful people have Venmoed me for hats, if I were to Venmo and then I told Venmo, oh, yeah, there was a guy with a gun to my head, and he asked me to Venmo him, i think Venmo would be like, oh, you know what, we're going to cancel that transaction for Maybe you there, but so. I think we're going to cancel it at his end, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can like, you give me like his email?
1: Yeah, his email. Yeah, his screen name. I guarantee that guy too. His screen name is not like you know anonymous sixty nine. It's probably like whatever his actual yeah. name is, like
0: Mister Barbarian the robber, yeah. <laughs> 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 the guy who holds you up sixty nine <laughs> at Venmo dot com. Uh, I it just it's like the lack of understanding of how any of this shit works. Uh, shouldn't surprise us, but for some reason, that just uh, it made me laugh as f- absolutely goddamn pathetic as that entire sequence is.
1: Well, everybody, you heard it here first. If you got the Cash App or Apple Pay, delete them off your phone. <laughs> but you know what you should do while you got your phone out? You should give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon. We are on all of them now. If you tell your Siri or your Google thing, hey, play Polk and Kush, it's going to do that as well. Um, we just finished up the pre-sale for the hats. They're going out the week of the 15th. We're doing pre-sales for merch, so if you want something, you got to pre-sale it because these are limited editions. We thank you so much for your support, as always. Just telling a friend helps us out so much, as would a review. We've got big, big things in store for you in 2021, and we appreciate you uh, so much. Uh, find us on Twitter, at Polk and Kush, and you can send us an email with ideas, thoughts, suggestions complaints whatever you got uh, Your social security number why not polk and kush at gmail.com as always i am andrew polk that is scott kushner thank you so much for listening and we'll see you the next time see ya